You're listening to Audio Theater in a Darker Shade. This is DarkerProjects.com. Now our feature presentation. Why does this feel so familiar? Leave me alone, Dolana. Korg, I think it's time we talked. I don't want to talk. All the same, I do feel we should. Korg, I've always respected your privacy, but right now, there's a lot going on. Hell, we're facing universal Armageddon. Again. And whether or not we get out of it kind of depends on you. No. Bishop will find someone else to do this. I will not step onto that seat. I will not be the Chancellor of the Klingon Empire. I am a warrior, not a politician. It's more than that, isn't it, my friend? This is not about the Council wanting you to be Chancellor or leading the Klingon people. This has got something to do with why the Klingons all seem to idolize you, hasn't it? I never wanted that. I'm no great leader like Karnes. I never did anything to deserve that admiration. And yet, somehow, you did something that got it. Maybe it's time you told me just what that was. Perhaps there's something I can do to help you deal with this. Deal with this? Klingons do not discuss their problems. We take action against them. Well, unless you can somehow find a way to get every Klingon in the Empire to start ignoring you, I think you're going to have to find an alternative this time around. Korg, you're my friend. In a way, you're my father. Talk to me. Let me help you. It's just, I never did anything to deserve this, Delana. It was all an accident. A simple mistake anyone could have made. Nothing more. But what was it, Korg? It happened almost a century ago, when the moon of Praxis exploded. Space, the final battleground. For many years, Starfleet has tried to maintain peace within the United Federation of Planets. But that alliance has become strained by numerous forces of opposition. The threat of Armageddon now lurks in every shadow. These are desperate times. We are the desperate measure. Report. 
Commander. The mine shafts on the eastern side have all exploded. Exploded? All of them? I told you you were overmining this rock. How bad is it? Over 70% of the moon has been destroyed, Commander. 70%? That is not all. The explosive force is pushing what's left of Praxis out of orbit. We're drifting into space. Are we still within transporter range? Yes, but we will not be for much longer. How many of us are still alive? Only the personnel in this bunker. But we have massive system disruptions. We cannot continue any of the mining. Ha! Huh, I think mining should be the least of our concerns at the moment. Get a transport lock on everyone. We're getting out of here. Main power systems have suffered extensive damage. All systems will shut down in one minute. I'm getting a lock, but our power systems are shutting down. Then I suggest you act quickly. There is a problem, Commander. The transporter systems have been damaged. Someone will have to stay behind while the others are transported back home. Very well, I'll do it. Get on the transporter pad, now. Yes, sir. Don't sound so happy, Karag. The Council is going to make sure someone's head will roll for this. And since I'll die here, as my second command, no doubt they will punish you for all of this. I find that fitting, in a way. What? No! Die well, Karag. No! Main Energizer Power System shutting down. Looks like today is a good day to die after all. Obviously you didn't die. Really? What gave it away? <laughs> so what did happen? Were you rescued? In time I would be, but not right away. What was left of the dilithium deposits began to radiate a massive electrical storm. It was triggered by the explosion. The storm swept across what was left of Praxis. This prevented anyone from beaming on or off of Praxis. I was effectively trapped there, and although the mining structure I was in had lost all power, it still contained enough atmosphere to keep me alive. After my second day of being trapped, I began to search for food. If I was fated to die on Praxis, I would rather it not be due to starvation. Understandable. It was while I was searching that my life would be forever altered. I was on the lower levels of the complex. I should have realized that although the complex had survived the explosion, its structure might have been weakened. As I made my way through one of the access tunnels, the floor beneath me gave way and I fell into an unknown cavern. I do not know how long I laid there in the dark. I had suffered great injuries, as well as a massive blow to my head. With the air growing toxic, I was content to just stay there and let death come to me. And that was when I first heard his voice. Get up! Rise! Death shall not claim you this day! Who... who is that? I said rise! There is much for you to do still! I cannot see you. Where are you? Follow my voice, Korg. Follow it, and it shall lead you to me. 
Ignoring the pain, I slowly got up. The cavern was in total darkness, yet I made my way along the wall toward where I had heard the voice come from. Slowly, I began to see a light in the distance. As I grew closer, the light became brighter until I found myself in a vast chamber. Where was the light coming from? Natural phosphorescence in the walls. Yet the chamber was artificial in nature. It had been carved out of solid stone. In the center of the room was a stone table, and upon it, many stone tablets. But I did not see from whom the voice had come. I called out, I am here, show yourself. But the voice was silent, and I found myself alone. For a time, I rested. The simple act of walking to this cavern had taken much out of me. I was quite certain that death would find me before the day was out. But again, I was wrong. After a time, I worked my way over to the stone table and looked down upon the tablets. They were written in a very old Klingon dialect. At first, I did not know what I was seeing. And then it dawned on me. These were the writings of Kerles himself. I take it we're not talking about the clone, but the first Klingon Emperor. Yes, we are. I discovered that not only were these the writings of Kerles, but they were written by his own hand. I read many of them, and what I read both astounded me and shocked me. Shocked you? But why? You must understand the nature of the Klingon Empire at that time. We were not as we are now. Back then, personal ambition, greed, conquest, these were what drove the Klingon heart. Not true honor, but a warped vision of what honor was. But from these tablets, I saw how far the Klingon people had strayed from Kalles' words, how his teachings had been distorted over the centuries. The true meaning of what he had said and written was now clear to me. The true text of Kalles was before me. I, I knew something major had happened in your past, Korg, but I never dreamt it would be something like this. Finding those tablets must have been like someone finding the original writings by Christ himself back on Earth. But how did they get on that moon? Back in that age, the Klingons did not have spaceflight capability. No one knows for sure. How did the Sword of Kalles end up in the Gamma Quadrant? These are mysteries which hold no answers. It's incredible. Yes, in a way it was. But for me, all it brought was shame. Shame? I don't understand. Shame for how I had been. Shame for the past action I had taken. I was very different back then, Delana. You would not recognize me. In form and action, I was a cold and ruthless monster of a man. I killed anyone who stood against me. When I read those texts, I not only saw the failure of my people, but of myself as well. It would be in the depths of that shame that I heard the voice once again. You see the truth now, don't you, my son? Who is that? Where are you? I stand behind you, Korg. I turned about quickly, and that is when I saw him face to face. I looked upon Kyles. You saw the first Klingon Emperor? 
Yes, but do not misunderstand me. As I said, I was greatly injured. It was clear what I was seeing could not be real. You cannot be Kalas. Kalas has been dead for centuries. Then perhaps you are also dead, Korg, and this is Stovokor. Then again, perhaps you are simply hallucinating all of this, and you are talking to yourself. You are... confusing me. I am so tired. I need to rest. I would say you've been resting enough. That all of my children have been resting far too long. It is time to awaken. Time to stand, Korg. Time to restore the Klingon heart. The Klingon soul. But how am I to do this? I'm trapped down here. Alone, with no hope of rescue. <laughs> how they give up so easily these days. How the most simple adversity causes them to lay down and wait for death. Simple adversity? Over half of this moon has been destroyed. It has been blown out of orbit and is adrift in space. I would love to know what you consider a significant adversity. The significant adversity is what I see before me now. Klingons who have lost their way. Klingons who do not know what honor is. Klingons who prey upon the weak and consider it a noble cause. Are you truly what represents the Klingon people of today, Korg? If so, perhaps you should die here and now, and let my words fade away into history. For you are not worthy enough to call yourself a Klingon. If you were truly here, I would kill you where you stand. <laughs> That's more like it. Yes, Korg. Feel the anger within you, but temper it like a weapon. Use it so that you can live. I don't understand what you are trying to say. You tell me the Klingon people have become decadent, and yet you tell me to use my anger and rage as a weapon. You misunderstand me, Korg. I told you to temper it like a weapon. Any fool can lash out in anger. A warrior learns to use his anger, to harness his rage to aid him. A new age for the Klingon people is coming. And you shall lead it, Korg. Now I know I must be going mad. I am little more than a common man, born in the Ketha Lowlands. No noble blood surges through my veins. No one in their right mind would ever follow me. What? Nothing to say now? Where did you go? I was alone once again. Whatever vision I had been having had come to an end. Weak and injured as I was, it was not long before I passed out again. When I came to, I discovered I was on the Klingon homeworld. Somehow I had been rescued. I was recuperating in a medical ward. The doctors and medical staff kept looking at me very oddly. That was my first inkling that something was now different. I had been unconscious for some time. Doctors had worked around the clock to keep me alive. That's kind of uncommon for Klingons. I'd heard they simply leave the most severely injured to die. We do, and they would have done so with me. But it was something in the tablets that made them keep me alive. The writings of Kailes had been taken to the clerics at the monastery of Borath. It was there that they were authenticated as the writings of Kailes. The effect it had on the Klingon people was very widespread. 
many began to see their lives in a new light. In fact, it may have been the discovery of the writing that led to our eventual peace with the Federation, as Klingon warriors learned to walk a more noble path. Written on the last tablet was a prophecy from Kailes. It was written that the one to find these writings would be the one to lead the Klingons into a new age. So that's why the Klingons look at you as they do. To them, you're some kind of messianic figure. The writings mean nothing. Yes, the words of Kailes should be revered. But to state that I should lead the Klingons to a new age, it is ridiculous. It means nothing. It was simple dumb luck that I even found the tablets in the first place. Like it or not, that dumb luck has had a profound effect on Klingon culture. And you as well, my friend. Yes, it has. But every time I try to work with one of my people, I find my hands tied. Even when I led the Klingon fleet against the Tholians, there were many in the fleet who felt my place was not on the battlefield, but in the great hall of warriors. When the clone of Kales came to us, I had hoped that this image people had of me would fade. But even the clone came to believe that I should be the one to lead the Klingon people and not him. This has been a great burden for some time. It is why I have chosen to work with humans. At least then, I am seen as what I am. A Klingon warrior and nothing more. You've been more to me than just another Klingon warrior, Korg. You've been one of my greatest friends. But I never thought you were a coward. Until now. What did you just say? I think you heard me well enough. You may be old, but you're not deaf. If this were a Klingon ship, I would kill you for saying that. And that's just it, isn't it, Korg? Nosferatu is not a Klingon ship. It's the perfect place for you to hide away from your people and avoid what they expect from you. I do not hide here, Delona. I came here to find Sebastian and make him pay for what he did to my people. What Sebastian and Equity Corps did to you and the Klingons is nothing but an excuse you're using to avoid facing what has fallen to you. Whether by dumb luck or destiny, this has fallen in your lap, and you're not going to make it go away by avoiding it. I do not want command of the Empire. I have never wanted to be anything more than what I am. A warrior. I can't think of anyone more fitting to lead the Empire than you, Korg. You've seen the depth to which the Empire sank to at its lowest point. You've seen it at its greatest heights. Tell me, who would be better than you to become the new Klingon Chancellor? I... well... I... Exactly. Korg, I know this is not what you want. But often we find ourselves doing that which we don't want to do. Do you... Do you think I wanted to be captain of the Nosferatu again? After the crash, I wanted nothing to do with Section 31, or have anyone's life in my hands again. And now look at me, I'm on the front line of an onslaught that could mean the end of everything I know and love if I fail. Whether or not I want to be here, this is what I have to do. And the same could be said of you. If you don't rise up and take what has been thrust on you, it could mean the end of us all. It is hard to believe that he is here, that he has come here. 
to the Great Hall of Warriors. This has been a day long in coming, my brother. Our true leader has come home at last. I am Korg, son of Morag, and I... I come to claim the Chancellorship of the Klingon Empire. You've been listening to Star Trek, the Section 31 Files, Korg. Featured in the cast were Kara Dennison as Delona, Carl Puder as General Korg, Dan Gargon as Craig, Colin Snow as the computer, Mark Brzee as Kalos, Chris Snyder as Klingon 1, and David Alt as Klingon 2. This episode was written by Eric Busby, directed and post-produced by Chris Snyder. The executive producer for Darker Projects is Eric Busby. This has been a Darker Projects production. No attempt has been made to infringe or supersede any other existing copyright in relation to Star Trek, which remains the property of Paramount Pictures.